everybody, welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 68. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. We're here to talk about uh, a movie. It is. Technically a motion picture. Uh-huh. There were pictures and they moved. Yes. Uh, this is uh, br- a brand new to Blu-ray movie that I had selected for us for Bamcast Prime, but then, of course, checked the keywords and was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, so it's so I it's, dumped it. On. It's fine for us. <laughs> well, as long as I don't have to sit in a room with you people and watch that stuff happen. Right. Anyway, we are talking about 1982's The Aftermath. Uh huh. Aftermath, sequel to Math. Mm-hmm. I think it's a sequel to Shop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This thing. I, I say that. Let me explain that because yeah. uh, these were jokes we were making before we started recording. That Correct. Y- you said I did that. This movie stars a high school shop teacher. It does. And and I said, oh, you take shop <laughs> after math. You do. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. The guy we are referring to is one Steve Barquet, mm-hmm. who is a quadruple threat for this film. He uh, stars in it. Mm-hmm. He wrote it. Mm-hmm. He produced it. Right. And he directed it. Yep. And he probably did six other things behind the scenes as well. He was credited for like at least film editing, yeah, and stuff. So more than that. Uh, also, very importantly, a Bamcast alum, he was in Dinosaur Island. He, he was. <laughs> I, I saw that, and uh, I went back and watched the clip that we have of that movie on YouTube, and yeah, his ass is in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk about Steve Barquette for a second. He is not a leading man. No, he uh, he is barely a supporting cast member who would die in the first reel. He is. Just an ordinary looking dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I see you. You made your shop teacher jokes, and the entire time I'm watching it, I was like, "Man, it's a shame we don't come up with our dumb titles mm-hmm. for Bamcast Extra like we do Prime, right?" Because I would call this one "Dadly Prey," <laughs> <laughs> because this dude is just your best friend's dad. He kind of is, yeah. It's just he is just that guy. It's like he's this non-threatening dude. Yeah. Like, I guess, you know, you like look at your friend and you're like, you respect that guy, I guess, because he's your dad. But yeah. I look at him and I'm like, that's just a dude. Yeah. That is just a dude. <laughs> that guy's getting robbed on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I will say that the premise of this movie is all right. Mm-hmm. There there are some astronauts. Well, all right. So in, in other horrible possible <laughs> oh, sure. uh, titles, yes. um, this thing started and it wasn't very long in. And I was like, oh, this one we're going to call the Planet of the Rapes <laughs> because yep. it's yes. pretty much the same plot. Like there are astronauts in space mm-hmm. and they are returning home from a long mission in space in space <laughs> and they can't get any radio signals. And they're like, that's oh, weird. That's weird. Let's just, you know, sort of ocean land right off the coast of los angeles let's so crash into la and someone will see us <laughs> pretty much i mean they're like let's go for a mile off the coast and yeah. you know everyone will notice and mm-hmm. like you know they'll come get us mm-hmm. but they don't because they crash mm-hmm. and they one guy well our, our shop teacher leads lead guy swims to shore <laughs> he seems your lead guy he's human his name is newman fine sure <laughs> <laughs> old man uh but like he, I guess he's just like, hey, fuck the rest of this crew. I'm out. Like, okay. So there, there's some, there's some shots in the spaceship, and for whatever strange reason, there are two dudes in one room and one dude in an all black. There's yeah. no, like there, they didn't even bother to no. make a set. He's there's, just, there's two dudes in a cockpit. Uh huh. There's one dude in a completely black room, just sitting in a lounge chair. Right. Who 
I don't know what his job is, but he never does. They just talk to him. Right. Um, so I guess he's in like engineering maybe sure. or something. Yeah. I, I think it's just trying to like create this illusion that this is a larger ship than it appears. Yes. Because let me back up one more second. Like the, on. the intro, like, all right, I will say the intro credits were setting me up for something more that this movie didn't deliver. Yeah. Because the music's blaring and it has that. Like I looked at the the um, year on this, like as these credits were happening, I was like, "What weird '60s sci-fi, you know, almost Toho, you know, Godzilla yes. <laughs> style thing are we watching the here?" The music Did... suggests a totally different motion yeah. picture the like... entire time. But so, like, real quick, this was apparently filmed in '78. Mm-hmm. The copyright on it says 1980. Didn't officially come out somewhere until 1982. So it is right. way out of time. Sure. Anywhere you watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at most five years. I'm yeah. just saying, like, this even feels like more like 60s. Like, I mean, we're, we're talking special effects that are like, you know, uh, oh, yeah. th- this island Earth and yeah, shit like, like that. Yeah, this is like Planet of the Dinosaurs yeah. and just weird ass just. Yeah, I mean, all those things that came out in the late 70s. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's interesting, uh, you know, space mats and things like that. But with like a little, you know model on a fishing line flying mm-hmm. through it kind of thing. Um, you know, not even like as high a budget as like Meteor, which no. is not like <laughs> no. not anything to write home about as <laughs> no, far as special effects. You know, yeah. like, this is even lower than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, they, they crash. Steve, the gym teacher, Newman, uh, Newman finds he's uh, sw- swims to shore. <laughs> I mean, he did see like his dude in the cockpit get all burned up. So he's like, well, I guess he's dead. Well, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. But didn't check on the other dude. Well, um, because he's in the void. <laughs> no one knows where he is. Yeah, he's in the upside down. <laughs> right. Uh, it's the sunken place. <laughs> All these things. Um, but yeah, so like he just swims to shore and like, I mean, I will say like for for plain, G- uh, what would it be? I guess he'd be playing Jim. I was going to say plain Jane, but like <laughs> Dick and plain Dick. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> Dick and Jane. Yep. I don't I don't know how this works. Uh-huh. I don't know how you malify plain Jane, but it doesn't rhyme. Um, plain chain. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's like stunting it up as much as he possibly can. Cause like he's doing some fairly dangerous shit in the waves by these like sharp rocks and stuff. Yeah. He has thrown himself out into the surf and the, the California beaches are not just nice serene beaches. Right. They're fucking rocks everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, he's going to bust his head open. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we're going to see a live injury happen in this movie. Yeah. Uh, there, there is one later where I was like, yeah, that dude just hurt himself pretty bad. But anyway, we'll get there. Later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just, you know, dramatically climbs through the rocks and get on shore, gets on shore and then is walking along. And then like all of a sudden the narration, the Blade Runner narration starts, you know, the, the film oh, noir. Man. This super serious, condescending, just hype, just, oh, it is the most pretentious narration I've heard in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wanders along until he sees some people on the beach and then is like, yeah, hey! well, he, he tries to climb a rock wall right. for the longest time. Uh, and then just is like, I can't get over this. Yeah. I'll just keep walking I down couldn't, the beach. I couldn't climb the sheer yes. cliffs. <laughs> Much like humanity as we were descending upon it. it. It's just it's just all of that bullshit. You're just like, who are you even talking to? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. There's, there's parts of me that kind of fucking love this movie because I, in my brief uh, ventures into the world of actually trying to make movies, mm-hmm. I met a lot of fairly incompetent people who thought they were awesomer than they are. Yeah. <laughs> and here's one. I know. I'm just saying like <laughs> this, like this strikes such a chord into like the, you, you were talking like you were making Citizen Kane and yet you're working on the Mortal Kombat television series. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just saying like, cause 
it was that time period in Orlando where oh. they were filming that shit. I I met people like working on bullshit like that. Whereas like you know. Yeah, they they thought that like they were, were they talking about their craft. Well, yeah, I'm saying like like things that, like I you know you know, whatever. Just it's like yeah, you're a you're, mm-hmm. you're a director on a shitty TV show. So anywho, I mean it's more than me now, but I'm saying whatever. It it just this this hits a little bit home with this this pretentious narration of bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, stumbles upon this people and like face plants himself into the sand. He's like, oh, yeah. hey. And then, <laughs> just, <laughs> kicks, him, kicks dirt into his own face and then gets up and like you know he he finds paper mache corpses i mean like these yeah. these are some of the worst corpse like <laughs> yeah it's yeah i mean yes. and, and they're all laid out like they just like went oh i'm dead yep like suddenly yeah <laughs> but like, the narration also explains as well, what would cause people who having a vacation to suddenly die <laughs> right where they were um which yeah this is all supposed to be post you know nuclear holocaust and it's like no yeah like no well so that hasn't been revealed yet well i'm saying like i know but they they would be yes they they would be incinerated they'd be completely incinerated yes obviously the clothes wouldn't still be there if they would they were toasted you know yes (laughs) it was literally like you know red bikini sitting on a paper ruche corpse you know in the sand yeah anywho but He he finds a bag of supplies yeah which he takes and he he finds a radio and he's gives this long-winded narration about the radio and this was my first two-way communication with civilization since returning uh, he home just, he doesn't say two-way because it's just a standard ass <laughs> transistor radio i, I but, know but like but he, no he's just like my first communication since returning home yeah. and it's all static and it's nothing yeah um we have also been introduced to i guess the villains of the film even though they are barely in it uh, which is basically Sid Haig, mm-hmm. who's playing a dude named Cutter. And guess what? He's an evil rapist fuck. <gasps> really? <laughs> and he leads a gang of evil rapist fucks. That's, wow. The, yeah. The casting there. Is, it's amazing. I, I mean, that is going against type. <laughs> it's just really weird. Yeah. And there's a 10-minute scene of them just chasing people, and then it, uh, it, it gets a lot more violent than I was expecting. Like, heads starting exploding, yeah, start exploding and shit. Because, like... <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess it was a jailbreak or something. Um, I, I just there was must have been just a, a group of citizens who had banded together and they were just like, fuck it. Sid Haig is coming. Get out. Right. Because, I mean, it's, you know, men, women and children are running and basically they end up capturing them all and they get they round up all the men like after like this is one older like dude like businessman dude who's still wearing a suit. It's like he's okay, not giving up on, on the, his the profession. Shit, <laughs> the shit's gone down, dude. It's like it's you're you're not getting called into third floor accounting tomorrow. Like yeah. you can just put on a bandolier and shit. But anyway, like he gets his <laughs> like teeth knocked out by a butt of a rifle and then they line them all up and yeah, just shoot him in, including yeah. like one exploding head. Yeah. Um it's violent. Mm-hmm. So but anyway. It's enough of that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but there, there's one lady that they keep lingering on, not only because like she's going to be kind of the female star of the movie, but also mm-hmm. it's like, hey, they're, you know, the nuclear holocaust incinerated bras, I guess. Bras are gone. Yeah. No yeah. bras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, you know, that's night of all... the night of the bromet. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of the bras, like apparently all the radiation got, uh, you know, yeah, st- stuck in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that lady is Lynn Margulies, mm-hmm. who was uh Andy Kaufman's girlfriend. Oh, okay. So, the and she went on to just like like Courtney Love in the yes. movie. Okay, yeah. She uh she filmed all the behind the scenes footage that's in Jim and Andy. Okay. So this was just really weird to be like, oh wait, <laughs> you're in this and you're really nude. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, Fun trivia. 
Sure. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Newman continues down the beach and then looks out into the surf and is like, oh, that guy was in the void. Mm-hmm. There, There's my buddy. Yep. Let, let, let me go out there and flop around in the dangerous surf with him. Yeah. And so now there's two of the astronaut dudes are alive and uh-huh. they just kind of walk along and they're like, this looks like a good place to stay. And they find this house and... Well, wait, no. So they, oh. they camp out on the beach. Sorry, right, yes. Night falls, and they camp out on the beach, and you just see all these legs in the woods, and 18 people step on a branch before Newman wakes up and goes, huh, what? Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's 70s zombies. It's mm-hmm. just dudes who are completely normal, except their heads are weird. And this starts a mini stunt spectacular, like one dude gets his arm chopped off, another guy gets set on fire, Yep. Um, and they're just like... What was that? That was weird. I don't know. Let's go back to sleep. <laughs> so they do. And then the next morning they wake back up and the other dude, the guy who was not in the, you know, not not Newman, but other guy. Right. Uh, gets up and walks like two feet from where they were camping. And it's just the cityscape of L.A. that's been destroyed. And he's mm-hmm. just like, ah, that was good. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this giant matte painting of just, you know, fucked up L.A. Yeah. Uh, you did it. You finally did it. Yeah. You blew it all up. Yeah. You maniacs. Right. And so you just get various shots of, of shitty L.A. being bombed out. And then, like, somehow that guy vanishes. That This guy who was in the void vanishes throughout this movie a lot. He's given mm-hmm. a leg wound that we are kind of told about and oh, sometimes right. yeah. seen. Because they're walking and he's like, oh, it's the citizen band radio yeah, emergency it's broadcast the emergency tower. Center. And so, like, but there's a gate here. Yeah. Even though we have guns and we could probably shoot the lock, which we will do for any other thing. Right. Like, I've got to leave him behind because he has a leg leg wound. Yeah, so. but he's not in the scene. Like, that mm. dude just doesn't exist at this no, point. No, he's, like, behind. He's there before the gate. <laughs> okay. Like, he, I'm just saying, like, he's standing there and they. Yeah. he's like, well, he had a leg wound, so I got to go out without him. And he goes up to this radio station and there's kicks his way into one door. There's a dead dude with his hand on a tape recorder. Audio log. Yeah. He finds an audio (laughs) log and plays it, and the guy's like, yep, shit's all fucked up, and, you know, there's zombie dudes and also this cutter gang that's trying to murder us all, so I just hold up in here. Yeah, Exposition Man has recorded. But I'm I'm dying, so, you know. (laughs) Peace out. Uh, Dick Miller does the voice of the the tape recording. It is not Dick Miller who is dead in the room, Mm -hmm. so, hey, good get. You got Dick Miller to (laughs) come in somewhere and read some lines. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then they they go find a a house slash museum slash something. Oh, that's right. He goes. to Yeah. Um, Because at first they go to this house that's been fucked up and mm -hmm. they're just like, we're going to live here now. And they there's literally a cleaning up the house montage. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, like, they find the Hacienda first, which is like, this. you know, but it's got weird suits of armor and skeletons and somewhat i mean it's just you know like it's got a rembrandt and stuff i mean it just seemed like hey this is rich people house with a big gate so they're like this is a good place to live so we'll clean it up and but i mean it's like there's literally like a retarring the the roof montage and stuff shit like that yeah this starts a newman is really into being up on dangerous roofs by Mm -hmm. himself thing where he's just running along slanty roofs and Mm -hmm. obviously not harnessed in anywhere and you're like to deal with this guy. He yeah. really likes being up on roofs. But so they fix this place up, including ending the montage with sweeping out the dust out the front door and shutting the door and like, ah. Mm-hmm. And then Newman. I guess he's like, I'm going to go on a supply run because he's like. They have this conversation like the other dude is like, look, I know you're digging this because like you hate people and government and now it's all gone and you must be stoked. Sorry about your wife and kid who died a few years ago, too, that made you feel this way. And he's just like, 
yeah, whatever. I'm I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm going to go search. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to walk the earth and mm-hmm. see what I can find. But he goes to an actual museum. Yeah. Which, well, like... Because he's he's outside mm-hmm. looking for stuff, and then he's like, oh, no, the acid rain, and oh, the right, sky yeah. turns weird, and he watches it for a while, red lightning and weird Yeah, because he found a Geiger counter, too, so, like, it, it That starts... was up at the, the yeah. radio station. Yeah, yeah, so, like, he was, like, just sitting there looking... He, he was just fucking with his Jeep, because yeah. he's, he's found a sweet Jeep, and everyone in this film has found a sweet Jeep mm-hmm. somehow. So he's fucking with that. The Geiger counter goes off. Some dudes show up to hassle him. And then like, then the acid rain comes mm-hmm. and he runs off into this museum and he's just like, well, I guess I live here now. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> hanging out, like taking shelter. And then like all of a sudden there's a kid and an old man mm-hmm. and yeah. And the kid is actually his kid. Yes, and, it is. Um, <laughs> the old man is just like, I live here. Let me show you through some things before we die. And oh, look, I'm dying too. And here, take the kid. I'm going to go over here and fucking die. Okay. All right. Bye. So this museum is all weird forced perspective dinosaurs and shit. And each room is themed. So they just go through the rooms and the old dude who's forced Jackerman, who was, you know, uh, monster magazine, big, you know, guy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he's just in like a smoking jacket. And, you know, he's just like, well, my adventures through time. Come, yeah. Let me show hey, you them. Look, look here, the Egyptians, <laughs> like they were hoisted by their own petards as well. Look, yeah. They made cannons. <laughs> he said something like they made. I'm like, like that started. I'm like, I don't think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they, they <laughs> I mean, I, the, the, the Chinese might have had cannons back then, but that's because they invented gunpowder. But. Yeah. Not the Egyptians. No. They had paper. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or papyrus, if you prefer. But I'm like, like I don't remember cannons being no, part of Egyptian not that I've seen. history ever. But uh, he get, they get to the, the 20th century room, which is just an astronaut suit and a laser gun. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, will this be the last testament to man who would think that tiny things would be the ones that killed us? Oh, by the way, I've got deadly something Blah. <laughs> I'm gonna go in the other room. Take care of the kid. Bye. It's basically Blah. he's he's like maybe you need to rest. And he's like yes, a long final rest for me is what I need. We shan't be seeing each other again. <laughs> Don't be sad, kid. <laughs> I've prepared him for the world. He's yours now, Newman. Goodbye. Yeah, and then he just the, the Newman's just like well, this kid seems all right because <laughs> <laughs> it's my kid. <laughs> I guess I'll take him along now. Teach, yeah. teaches the kid how to shoot teach your children well yeah <laughs> and there's this god there's so just so much pretentious narration it's just like chris was so good with a gun but you know not at 75 yards he really sucked at that but <laughs> anything less than 25 yards oh my god yeah. you're just a genius boy this fucking kid. crack shot man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, then they're just like scrounging for some shit again. Oh, oh, the important thing is he like he's like, well, let's go over here and do some scavenging or whatever. And he's like, what about this frying pan? And he's like, so he's like, oh, uh, yeah, no, that might be fine once we scrub it, clean it up. And he puts it in his backpack. And At first, he's like. No, kid, that's fucking garbage. And then he's like, oh, I should probably be nice to this kid. Yeah, this is real good. Let me just put this in my bag. So yeah. they turn around a corner and they see another sweet Jeep and they're like, let's pull for shit off of this sweet Jeep. And he's just standing there and then like he literally gets PUBG saved. Yeah. He gets, <laughs> like, like he gets shot in the back and it hits the frying pan yeah. and saves his life. And the kid even points it out. He's like, hey, Newman, look. <laughs> and they just cut to this frying pan. Yeah, and he's and like, the kids, yeah, kids, kid. like, kids like, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, good job, kid. Appreciate you. I just saved your bacon <laughs> with this frying pan. Yeah. No, they don't say anything that clever. No, no, they don't. <laughs> 
but yeah, and it's it's the lady. It's the lady from she she escaped from she escaped Sig- from Sig- getting raped from Sid. Sig- yeah, because she she stabbed him with a bottle. Yeah, that he broke like a mm-hmm. fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like, haha, I have smashed this bottle. Time to rape you. And then she's like, oh, thanks for the broken bottle stab. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she got away. She got into this what looks like a dinner theater set, <laughs> and she's just hanging out in there. Some dudes show up at some point, and he has to kind of like captain kirk them to death well like yeah because like he's like hey stay here kid i'm gonna go get her right. you, you know no matter what stay here yeah. and so like he's gets in there wrestles the gun away from her he's like look i'm not with the gang or whatever it's just like we I'm just come in I'm peace just newman yeah <laughs> and she's like oh you are newman and then then like the is it i think it's more zombie dudes come after after the kid yeah, they do and so yeah he has to run out and yes as you said he kind of captain kirk fights mm-hmm. them and then she shoots a couple of them and they finally fuck off and Yep. So now they all go back to the house and they do one big happy family. And yep. Leg wound guy is back. And yeah, he's he's, he's all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she's just like she's just laying in bed with, you know, just like one of Newman's shirts on. And then he comes in and is like, oh, I did not know you were in here. And bye. And she's like, no, stay. Mm-hmm. Sex. Right. <laughs> and then she tells I guess she tells them a story of like, hey, there's other people captured yeah. here. Because she's like my friend, and and her daughter right. are here, so we sh- and so they come up with this plan, and they go through the plan. They're like, we're gonna ride in and sit, rescue them, and they won't even know what hit them. Right. And let's go over the plan ten more times, yeah. and be sure we know the plan. And they've taken that prop laser gun from the museum, they, they sure have, yeah, and have somehow configured it to actually pew pew lasers at people. <laughs> yeah, because her her job is gonna be shoot the laser. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kids. The kid's job is like turn on these two spotlights that look like headlight that will be spaced, on, you know, sitting on a sawhorse. Yep. Spaced apart like headlights as a distraction. Mm-hmm. And I'll ride in and rescue them. Yes. And so, yeah, so they execute the plan, which is she pew pews the lasers. Kid turns on the headlights and all the guys go running over there. And Sig Hade is basically in the middle of raping this other lady. Yeah. And yeah. so they find the daughter just, you know, playing there. So they rescue her and then he goes in and rescues her from getting raped i guess and doesn't kill sig Haig, and they just run away and they're like all right job well done yeah we, nothing all... will happen to us now yeah <laughs> except you know they hang out for a little while longer and i guess the kid and him go out they go on another run another for... run for whatever well, things let's go get some more stuff and it's basically sig Haig's crew comes up and cracks the other astronaut dude in the back of the head. Yeah, so and now he has a leg wound and a head wound. <laughs> and murders everyone else. Yes. Yes, they do. Uh, Newman comes back, mm-hmm. investigates that everyone is dead. Right. Dramatically carries the dead girl for a while. He picks up. So he like he sees that his girlfriend is dead. He mm-hmm. sees that the girl they rescued is dead. Then he sees like the daughter is dead. Picks up the child who is covered in blood. The dude, the dude from the, the astronaut from the void is starting to get his bearings. Yeah. Like why they didn't, why they just cracked this dude yeah. in the head and didn't kill him. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. But Newman walks over so he could see this dead. He carries this kid over to that guy and is just like, look what you did. And then just turns back around and goes away. And that guy's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, bro. They hit me in the head. <laughs> And I have this like wound. <laughs> I can't do anything. So that he plans revenge, and he's just like, he does, uh, yeah. you know what? Fuck this place. You know, too many bad memories now. Yeah, let's line them all up in the middle of the floor, douse them in kerosene, and set this shit on fire. Yep. And he has more narration. And this was the first time I was really on board with his narration because he was just like, 
I can't let these people live. Like, if this is going to be the new world, fuck no, I will not let this stand. Mm-hmm. We just can't allow this to happen. Yeah, so I want to be gonna... righteous justice yeah. incarnate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, he uh, he gets in a sweet Jeep. Yeah, well, there was like a little bit of a you know gearing up montage as he's cleaning he's guns, cleaning and, guns, and, and the kid comes in, and, and the kid sees him, and then like the dude comes in, and is like, "What are you gonna do? Like, yeah. you're just gonna get yourself killed too? You're just out here for vengeance?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "Not vengeance, justice." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not saying that anywhere is cool or as no. much gravitas as no, I just, just did. Imagine your high school shop teacher <laughs> saying, "Hey there, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, how about, how about some of that justice there?" Huh? Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kill the Sid Hagen. <laughs> Put your goggles on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at my finger. You don't want this to. Uh, yeah. No. Keep see. Careful. Questionary tale here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> From Minnesota slash by way of Boston. Whatever. I, guess. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So he drives over to there because like the dude has the dude with the leg wound wandered back at some point and had apparently done recon of everything mm-hmm. and just gives him all the information about the base. So Newman gets in his Jeep and drives over. No, I love it. It starts with a shot where Sid Haig is like chilling in his rape bed uh-huh. and is like his Mexican best friend is, you know, Mexican, Italian uh, yeah. hippie guy. I have no idea. It's his right hand man. And he's just like, man, I wish I could have been there to see him when he found them all. All right. And Sid Haig's like, we should have just killed them all. And he's yeah. like, nah, he's probably like 200 miles away from now. now. And then like cut to like, like driving the Jeep through this barrier, yeah. like as he says these words. So. He drives this Jeep through their through their base like 20 times and it just vroom, just keeps like and dude, they're jumping off water towers and just trying to get in. And he's just murdering every fool coming near him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got doing- these like weird uh, homemade grenades that he's throwing. And mm-hmm. like there's a pile of boxes that's on fire that I don't know why that he crashes into like beer boxes specifically. Yeah. For some reason. And. After he crashes the Jeep, he goes running off and tries to dive over a car. And that's the one I was like, <laughs> that he just hurt himself because, like, he tries to Dukes a Hazard over the hood. And it's like, all you see, I mean, this is a shot about 30 or 40 feet back. So you see him running towards, like, imagine a car not like, like you're, you're looking at like a three quarter yeah. turn of a car. Yeah. And so he, like, sort of. Dukes of Hazards <laughs> over the hood and then just fucking eats it on the other side, but you don't see it. Yeah. It's like you would have seen the Jackie Chan crew run in after this, <laughs> yeah. like, oh dear God. <laughs> and he sits up and rubs his head because that's how you can make yourself better. Right. But no, I was just like, he fucking ate it off his car. And I was like, that was a great shot. I was like, wow, he left that in, huh? Okay. Oh uh, god. <laughs> it's that one I, I had to back it up because that one made me laugh like it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but he he plants a bomb in this car mm-hmm. to where this other dude comes over and goes, Oh shit, there's a bomb in here and that guy fight they just they just load up some some clothes with an air cannon and it just <laughs> poof and clothes go all over the place. Uh <laughs> He's like that's putting the henchman cannon. Hey kids, yeah, make some noise it's, for the henchman cannon. It's Woo! like War of the Worlds when everyone's just poofing into clothes, yeah. and that's it. I mean, it's just that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he murders a lot of these fools, and then like it's it's real weird. Like he he just hits a certain point where he's like, all right, I've murdered enough. I'm out of here. Yep. See ya. And, hasn't murdered Sid Haig or no. the or the right hand man guy. But, but the henchman dude is like suddenly it's just. This is where, I mean, there, there's a lot of points in this movie where geography doesn't make sense, but this is the one where it's like, suddenly they're out in this little village or whatever that he has, Sid Haig has, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like, no, we're downtown and we're at this building now. Yep. 
And we've cordoned off this tiny little part of L.A. where hopefully no one will walk through. But this is, again, like they are chasing each other through this. And it's like there's I wouldn't say it's two buildings, but it's like it's like a weird sort of like U-shaped building where there's a point where there's like two parts of the roof that come together. There's There's a gap across the roof that. If you wanted to do a stunt, you could jump across. You could also walk two feet over and just walk <laughs> by the connected part of this roof. Right. But yeah, so it's a good like 30 seconds of him like, I got to make this jump. I got to make this jump. What am I doing? And then he, like he jumps across this roof and you're like, okay, that's not really a stunt, but you are super high up and there's nothing holding you. Right. You have this weird obsession with roofs, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they get all the way up on top of whatever building this is. And it's just this long rooftop fight. Oh, and this, this I, pit- I don't understand why this guy is getting such this elaborate. No, no. Th- and, and, and this also pissed me the fuck off because like he does this like to we're underselling like how much buildup there is because yeah, like Hinch, the second in command henchman dude is like up at the top of this one roof. And he thinks he goes inside, like, to uh-huh. run away. So he's, like, watching for him to come back out. Mm-hmm. And he, so he doesn't see him do this little jump between the roofs. Right. So he completely has the drop on him, mm-hmm. is sneaking up to the roof, and is, like, 20, 30 feet away from him and cocks his shotgun loudly and totally loses all of the fucking buildup that was from yeah. before. Yeah. It's like you had the drop on him, and, you know, you don't have to cock that far back and also... Why the fuck didn't you cock it while you were inside or somewhere quiet? Uh-huh. You know, but anyway, he, he toys with him for a while. He like he shoots him in the leg and a couple other things and knocks him down. And the guy's like, why? Whatever accent he's trying to do. Why don't you kill me? I'm here, you know, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill you with my things. And then uh, <laughs> there just happens to be like this Donkey Kong barrel there <laughs> that he just grabs and throws at Newman. Uh-huh. And Newman just goes ah and falls back. So guy gets a drop on him again. Newman eventually has a knife. And this guy, well, the dude, produced the knife and, and true, kind yeah. of sliced him on the throat a little bit, yeah. like not you know yeah. fatally or anything. Just and he turns the knife around on him and does like the I'm going to very slowly stick this in you, slightly twisting it and saying this is for so and so and so. Yeah, and so. this is the death Sid Haig should have gotten. Right. I, I I can only imagine that they didn't have Sid Haig as much. Yeah, and also maybe Sid Haig was like I'm not going up on that fucking rooftop. Right. <laughs> so. This guy gets the worst death. Mm-hmm. This guy gets the revenging for everything. He's like, this is for the kid, and this is for mother, and this is for my girlfriend. And he's just slowly jabbing this neck into him. It's blood but pouring it, out of him. I will and- also say he's saying names, and like, if they said the name of the mother and daughter before, I certainly didn't catch it. They didn't. Inf- they barely emphasized, you know, Andy Kaufman's girlfriend's name yeah, right. in the movie. You yeah. know, like. So, like, he's saying, this is for so-and-so, and it's like, and who's that? Yeah. Which one is that? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that dude's dead, and then, like, the movie just kind of starts this... For a second, I thought this was going to be hot bullshit, because he goes and gets the kid, and he's just like... By the way, the the other astronaut did show up at the park, like, oh, right, hey, yeah. buddy, I'm here to help you, blam! <laughs> yeah. yeah, he shot... Like, they, they were starting to surround Newman, and, like, he... You know, because he was doing it shouldn't be undersold how much like running and gunning he's doing, not running and gunning in like the traditional sense, but like run over here, hide, wait for the guys, blam. Okay, run over here, hide, Mm -hmm. blam. You know, so like there was a whole lot of that. And then and him like actually kind of 
reloading, you know, like yeah. a, a thing you don't normally see in movies like this, where he like stops and is like, yeah. oh shit, reload, 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 and then run over here. So and, like, yeah, and, I'm not counting bullets, but I'm saying like, unlike a lot of dumb yes. movies like this, where that would be an afterthought, he was actually like stopping and I got to hide over here and reload. So there was a point where he's like, click, click, oh no, guns empty. And that's guys surround him and other astronaut came out and shot like two of them. <laughs> but then he's like. Yeah, you showed up. And he's like, yeah, I just couldn't let you do this on your own. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so there was another bit, too, where uh, Newman was trapped in like kind of like this abandoned gas station is mostly like glass. Oh, Jesus. Yes. So it's literally the scene from uh, Top, Top Secret. Secret yes. yes, because he goes in, shuts the door. Every pane of glass on this door, except for one, is busted out. He busts the one that's complete in order to shoot out of it. And I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. This yep. has to be something they had seen when they made Top Secret, because it's just it's it's the same fucking thing. I lost it. I fucking lost it. But they shoot the f I mean, I don't know what they were using to shoot this building with. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they just cleared it out and were actually shooting shotguns at it. Right. Um. But yeah, that God, that made me laugh so yeah, hard. Yeah, I just bust the I only pane of glass. That <laughs> I almost forgot. I, as soon as that happened, I was like, holy shit, it's yeah. the scene from Top Secret. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, but he's like throwing Molotov cocktails yes. at it. Like, uh, and badly. Like, not yeah. really. Like, that could have ricocheted off the tiny pane of glass you just threw, and it would have ended very badly for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there were well, no to be fair, they probably didn't actually put flaming stuff no, inside of there. Just the rag still, was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's something on fire. I know. Um yeah, so he goes and collects the kid, and they kind of have this like, yeah, they're like, "What's death, Newman?" And oh, Newman's right. like, "Oh, you don't have to worry about that. It's it's not real bad. It's everyone dies. Mm -hmm. Don't be sad." So, and then they just kind of have this like, "Well, I didn't kill Cutter. Maybe I'll come across him someday." And they kind of drive off, and I'm like, "Wait, hold on. What are you doing? Like, did you literally lose Sid Haig for the rest of this movie, and you had no?" I was really worried about yeah, like, that. I thought they were setting up some dumb sequel yeah. or something. But they just drive out to the desert, and he's like, hey, kid, go wander around for a bit. I'm going to sit by this sweet van that is here for some reason. And then Cutter's just like, blam, just out well, of the rocks or something shows up. Yeah, no, like, he didn't send the kid off first. Like, he's just, like, standing there like, yeah, he's probably not going to find us or whatever. And all of a sudden, like, blam, shot oh, in the right. back. And then he's, and then he's screaming like, kid, at the kid. run, yeah. run, kid, run. Run like you've never run before. Yeah. Humanity need you. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, they have this weird dumb standoff where like, you know, he's I mean, because like the first shot is like it looks like practically a heart shot. Yeah. He's he's pretty much dead with that shot. Yeah. But then Cutter shoots him again, like in the shoulder. Yeah. And so Newman pulls out that knife and he, <laughs> he tries to throw it out. It is the like I figured, OK, this must be set up. The kid's going to come in, grab the knife. And, and But no, he just takes the knife and just goes. Eh. <laughs> it goes like two feet and Sid Haig is like <laughs> he's literally like you missed yeah you really suck and then from behind the kid mm -hmm. shoots Sid Haig right Sid Haig's dead yep kid goes over and is like don't die Newman uh, he's like you're yeah, kind of my dad <laughs> you're actually my dad but um it's like don't worry son I take this dinosaur necklace that my dead kid gave me and or think of me right and then the Go kid find the, your new the, dad. Then the kid gets a fucking narrative. Like, all right. So first off, first off, this stupid fucking kid. <laughs> he picks up the revolver that he shot. Say it hit Sid Haig with. Didn't take any other guns. No. Didn't take the backpack full of like, no. you know, water, kerosene, nah. fucking Geiger counter. None of this. And this is like, and now I get narration as I walk down this road. Yep. <laughs> 
And, you know. Because Newman had told him, like, let this be a lesson to what you do in the future, what the line is to cross, and who the yeah. good people are, and justice and stuff. And the kid's like, uh, whatever. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to last, Newman. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then that's, that's, that's it. Yep, that's a that's the movie. That's that's a wrap on the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing it. We're gonna get to do an aftermath wrap. Uh huh. Like yeah. Credits wrap. Yeah, totally. Sweet. Mm hmm. I really should have listened to the director's commentary. Really? On the Blu-ray. Yeah, I would really be interested to hear this guy describe his own movie. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of tempted to go back and and watch that. <laughs> oh, okay. So while while we're on that subject, like I didn't watch it with the commentary. However. This DVD is so up its own ass, like by the guy that made this, that like literally there's rappers on either side of the movie. Yeah. There's a thing in the beginning about like in something something year, he got a lifetime achievement award <laughs> for some <laughs> bullshit you've never even heard of. And it's like in the shape of the robot from Metropolis and it sits on his desk to his day and blah, blah, blah. And like all this fucking bull. And like this is like. When you start the movie, like it's like part of the movie. Yep. It's literally like when you, you know, it's, it is, <laughs> it is on the chapter of the movie file. Yes. Like that, like you are going to watch this intro about him getting this fucking SAFTA or whatever the <laughs> fuck it is. I don't know. Hey, look, if this dude's getting his movie on Blu ray, he can put whatever the fuck he wants he, onto it. Yeah. But like, also, like, <sighs> uh huh. <laughs> when you first put the Blu ray in, what the fuck production logo is that? Because I, like, yeah, holy shit. They're like, we're the first ones that ever made video, <laughs> like making video for over 30 years. I'm like, I have never fucking heard of you. And and you've got this fucking old timey ragtime music. <laughs> like, It is it is obnoxious as fuck. And then after the credits, there is a whole other like thing. Like there's pictures of like throughout his life. And mm -hmm. yeah. and it's like and it's fucking weird, too, because it's like he married this lady. She's yeah. only eight years older than his son. But, uh, hey, they've known each other for a really long time. So I know. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's like it's like this low rent Woody, Woody Allen bullshit, like, <laughs> like pictures and stuff. At the end. It's, it's fucking weird. It's all very strange. Yeah. Um, I, but I will say it, it goes a long way that this Blu-ray looks really good like this print was kept in pristine it's like when we watched um uh the, the star crystal mm -hmm. it was like this is a garbage movie but this is fucking gorgeous like <laughs> yeah but i mean it also it makes sense it's like why we're gonna get a 4k copy of the room it's like yeah when you've done one maybe two things in your entire life that you're proud of you keep a really yeah. good copy of it somewhere yeah. you know like i'm just saying it goes a long way sometimes to look at a look at a a transfer of like what is essentially an eight millimeter home movie and go, man, that looks really good. <laughs> so yeah. I can see all the flaws in your movie. <laughs> like your sets look ridiculous. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to shit on this movie or this guy, but man, it is just, it's one of those things. It it's is. one of those. Here's a guy who was just who had I, an idea, had a dream. Yeah. And I don't know how he got funding to do it. I, I don't know. You know, well, I mean, I, based on the budget on IMDb, if that's to be believed, I mean, it's like it's not an impossible sum to raise. I mean, it, no, it I guess it was a lot it looks more better than t a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar movie. Sure. And I mean, I'm, I am thinking about like, OK, 1977, eight, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like that was a lot more than it is now. But it's not a ludicrous sum to be able to acquire, you know, and who, yeah. who knows what else this dude did. It, it's yeah. 
it it's it's one of those weird oddities where it it makes you curious about the backstory but at the same time you're like i just kind of also don't care you know like it's that it's like it's mildly intriguing mm-hmm. but also you know it's it's like wanting to know the backstory of Tommy Wiseau or something you know it's like I, do i really i don't care yeah like, but then once you know you're like that's eh. probably not as good as i made up in my head right <laughs> but i i do i i seriously think i'm going to go back and watch the commentary because okay. i got to know i just I, I yeah i don't know so anyway, let's let's rate this. Um I'm going to go ahead and give it a jocks because I think it's I think it's one of these things. I think I th- it's I was never bored with it. I know you were kind of more bored with it than I was, but I I was kind of fascinated by I was just fascinated by it because it's one of those things that you just don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. And it could go in any direction. Um like we basically alluded to, it's it's nothing but like a Planet of the Apes meets Night of the Comet kind of thing. But it's it's just, it's cut strange, and like, you can tell scenes are out of order, and sometimes they just didn't have certain people available, so they had to concoct the whole leg wound thing to explain why this guy is never in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would go get a guy who was only available for like a day <laughs> to, to run into that problem or whatever, but it's... I don't know. I there's a certain charm to these things of guy who is in no way a leading man thinking he is and also an auteur and uh, you know can do all the things. And I I don't know. There's there's just something about it that I found fascinating and I would watch it again and I would tell other people to watch it. So that's why I give it a jocks. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um I mean, we kind of dumped on this guy. I don't have anything against this guy. No, 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 no. Not like personally or anything like that. It's just, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's real strange. Like it's, I mean, he did not make himself out to be an amazing superhero guy. He was just an astronaut, which I mean, you know, at the time astronauts were not, astronauts were never really, you know, like, except for the Charlton Heston days. I mean, they just, the funniest thing about this whole movie to me was when, so they all had space beards uh-huh. for whatever reason, because you can't shave in space. And there's a bit where they come home. They've already discovered that L.A. has been destroyed by nuclear war, and they take a moment to shave. Uh-huh. They have a scene where they're just shaving. And I just thought that was the funniest fucking thing, because it's like, why? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you taking time to shave your beard, but not your big bushy mustache? <laughs> You know, it's the 70s and stuff. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. Um, I'm torn. I'm torn on this one. Uh, I think for the reasons you said, I'm going to give this a single jocks just because it does. It does feel like a thing that you should see just because everything surrounding it. Like it's. It's just bizarre like that. This exists. Yep. And. And it's on Blu-ray. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, that that it's was because I mean, I, I'm sure you could find a, a hundred or thousand other things like this where somebody was like, "I'm going to gather up enough movie money and I'm going to make a movie," and you know, there's Manos and all these things. It's like there's people mm-hmm. that were like, "I'm writer, director, star extraordinaire, and I'm going to I'm going to make this." Yep. Um. Yeah, but I mean, there's something. There's something almost funnier about this than even like the room. Like the room is just like this weird collection of things that does, you know, but like at no point does Tommy was so be like, no, like 
check me out. I'm fucking awesome. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's a weird thing where he's the main dude and, <laughs> I, you know, putting himself in nude scenes and things like that when he's so odd looking. But, <laughs> but I mean, like this one is like literally has this like Pulp Fiction dime store novel painted cover and stuff mm-hmm. where, you know, like rippling barreled chest chested Steve Barquette. And, yeah. And it's like, no, man, like you're just a dude like yeah. you're, you know. It, it, like I said, it it just feels like it, it 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 rides this fine line of like, no, I'm making myself an everyman, but like, look at this poster where I'm fucking awesome, right? You know, like it's <laughs> so in a way, it almost feels more boastful than like, well, so is the room, you know? Like, cause I mean, that cover that he did for that is like makes it look like a fucking horror movie, you know? Like mm-hmm. he was he was he completely missold the movie based on his own artwork that he put on the <laughs> on the thing, cause like I was expecting like here's this weird droopy eyed dude <laughs> on, on for the room. And, and it's like, that does not translate to the weird, almost lifetime esque drama that the room is. This yeah. is like promises some badassery kind of mutants in the post-apocalyptic wasteland thing. And it's, and it's, barely, it's not even it's barely, it's that. barely that. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's just, it's strange that people feel a need to miss sell their movie on their posters so much, you know, when you've, You've gone to all this trouble, and then you know you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I, I will say he puts himself in it too much, uh, which hurts the film because you barely spend any time with Sid Haig. It's like whenever they cut to Sid Haig, he's just raping, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, well, okay, that's this guy. But like, there's there's nothing to Sid Haig's character at all. Well, and it also it also kind of does the classic like you know I'm awesome and and screw everything else about the story thing because as I said. I barely knew anyone else's name. I didn't know Sadek's character was named Cutter. Yeah. I mean, they probably said it once or twice. I think I saw it on the box. Yeah. <laughs> it just stuck. Well, with I'm me. saying, like, I mean, it's like I know the guy's name is Newman because they say it yeah. a whole bunch. The kid says it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I also don't understand why no one's dying of, of radioactive, you know, anything? radiation sickness yeah. or anything. Like, like why all the rapists were immune to whatever happened. Like, there's no explanation as to why mm-hmm. they're all still alive. And maybe they were like out away from the city and we're like, man, Pasadena let's or... get to, let's get to LA. The, here the rapin's good there. You know, I, 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 don't, know. I don't know. The California rapins. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. A bridge too far. Y- yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying like, yeah, it, it's, it's weird because it's part incompetent and part hilarious and part like, you're doing more than you should. Like, you know, like there's weird things like with the stunts or whatever. It's like, dude, you don't, you don't need to be doing this. Like, there's yeah, like every time he's up on a roof, you're like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, but there's like, there's so many squibs in this, and they're just like, they just put like buckets of blood in these squibs. Like every time a squib goes mm-hmm. off, it's just fucking paint flying everywhere. Um, it's, it's except for when his shotgun come, shotgun becomes a <laughs> tiny paintball pellet. Sh- you know, yeah. when he's killing, shooting the the second henchman dude, it's just like. It's like have? rock salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to torture you with some rock salt yeah. and then you'll get the drop on me. I, I just think overall it's all the things add up to it being fascinating. You just look at A it and you bit, go, yeah. man, what is this? And those kinds of things are interesting to me. Sure. Just, you know, these these time capsules of when dudes could just piece together some money and make a thing. Yeah. You know. There's also some really bad film editing throughout this too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just like cuts to things they're super obvious cuts and then things that are just like all right you're, you're cutting way too fast and 
I don't know. Yeah, there was some of that on the spaceship at the beginning. They were just cut to somebody for a, a nanosecond. And you're like, did you fuck up? Like, yeah. <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. So, eh, you know, he had never directed before. I know, I know. And <laughs> he had I, never I, done anything was it before. His, was it his wife that was like all the other credits? There was like, there were several Barquettes that like throughout the credits because like there was somebody who was like the sound editor and I was like, yeah. I, I don't know if that was his wife at the time or well, who knows, but like this is a weird family affair. Hey, you know? well, you know, they work cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So he uh, he got to direct another movie mm-hmm. in 1990. 90? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that the Empire thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I wonder when this one was actually shot. <laughs> I don't know, but his kid's in that, too. Great. <laughs> so... Oh, Dickie Harrison's in it, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dickie Harrison. <laughs> Yeah, I love that his kid <laughs> doesn't have a character's name. It's just <laughs> Steve Parquet plays Richard Flynn. His kid plays Richard Flynn's son. <laughs> yeah. And the old Ninja Terminator's there for, for uh-huh. some fun, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That might be a thing we're seeking out. Oh, Fred Olin Ray helped co-produce it, too. Uh-huh. So. The trivia says it was made over a weekend at his mother's house. <laughs> so, has to be good. Oh, good. Stop motion is one of the keyboards. I can't. Oh, we we really need to see this. Boy. And sword and sorcery. Okay. All right. Why not? Sure. Yes, okay. Yeah. We'll uh, seek I'm, that I'm one out. Is that one on Blu-ray as well? No. <laughs> is that one on any it disc? Should be, but no. It's on nothing. We'll see if we can track that down. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, thank you guys for allowing us to purchase the aftermath on Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh, and you did that by going to patreon.com slash bmfcast and donating a dollar. Mm-hmm. And that's how this show came to be. So we appreciate you. Uh, if you are listening to this sometime later in the future, you did not donate to make us watch the aftermath. And so thank you yeah. also. <laughs> you you have to you have to suffer and wait for the aftermath. Right. So by now we have by the time you're listening to this, we will have probably already watched Empire of the Dark. So we really hate you <laughs> for not, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, if you donate, if you don't donate, if you're listening, thank you. We appreciate we appreciate your ears. So mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, really just if you're not if if this isn't your jam to pay for early, go over to patreon.com slash Bamcast. Anyway, there's tons of other stuff there that maybe you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. This would then just be a free bonus. Exactly. So all worth checking out. But uh, until next week, we'll be back with another fine motion picture <laughs> who knows what it'll be exactly until then i'm chuck and i'm harlow and this is bamcast extra out